ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I'm super excited about my guest today. Her name is Blaney Teal, and Blaney comes to us from Baltimore, Maryland. Are you still living there? Yes. I am. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I always like to do that first before I go into an intro where people are sitting there twiddling their thumbs, wondering when you're going to speak to them. So I don't like to do that. But I do want to share with my audience um, who you are a little bit because I'm quite, quite excited to have you on the show. Blaney is a proud mother of two and successful modern day mompreneur. She has impacted the lives of countless entrepreneurs and business owners with her vibrant, energetic and magnetic personality. And I can I already can attest to that because she makes me move faster just talking to her. With over 25 years in the entrepreneurial space, Blaney loves sharing her business tips and experiences with everyone she meets. She started her first business at age seven and has never looked back. And her passion for helping entrepreneurs and business owners grow their business is apparent as it was to me the first time that you meet her. She's the founder of Making Business Connections, MBX, a premier statewide and I think soon to be national-wide networking organization. Oh, I should have continued reading that just expanded nationally. She is known as the Passionpreneur Coach and is the founder of the Next for Success Accelerator Academy, is passionate about helping business owners implement strategies and systems to shorten the learning curve and save them both time and money, which has now evolved into helping entrepreneurs and business owners create unique online summits, conferences, and expos that are as fun as much fun to host as attend. She's also one last thing here, two books, a contributor to the Amazon bestseller book One Habit for Entrepreneurs, which is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest book on entrepreneurship, which I just saw, it is huge, and the author of the upcoming book The Lunch Date, Why Skipping Lunch is Hazardous to Your Wealth, and I do want to dig into that. So a great uh, bio and lots to dig into, Blaney. So let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Again, thank you. You're welcome. And I, I think we have a lot in common in some respects because I have been networking probably as long as you have as well. And for me, it's more than networking. It's building that um, wealth of people that I can call on when I need them. It's, it's more than just the number of people that I meet. It's the ones that come to my heart and stay there. Can you speak to that? Yes, absolutely. One of the things that I love about networking is you become a resource, right? For people. I got one today, actually, where somebody said, oh, I, I need an estate planner. Who do you know? Like they, they literally know because it's not like you said about the numbers, number one, it's about the quality, right? But they know that if I give them a referral, they're going to get great service, right? And, and you're, you're right. You, you want to surround yourself 
with amazing people and be that go-to person when somebody needs a plumber or needs a realtor or needs an estate planner. And, and beyond that, as you just said, it's not that, that you can provide one, but they know that when you provide somebody for them, that it'll be a good one because they trust you and they trust what you say. I know it, for me, it goes back to, um, to school days. And when I've been to several um, uh, high school reunions and I'll go with my girlfriends, you know, th those that are still special and dear to my heart. And when we get there, they're all going, Jams, who's that? Who's that? Because I remember people and I remember their names and I remember their faces. And it's kind of an odd thing sometimes because don't you, I don't know, are you good at remembering names as well? Doesn't sound like I'm as good as you, but I well, do I not remember, forget a face. I don't forget a face. I'll know what they do. I'll know like where I met them working on the name thing, but I definitely, <laughs> I definitely know how, uh, where, when I met them and, and what they do. That's where I kind of thrive there. Yeah. So what I was going to say about that though, is that sometimes it's embarrassing because people, um, they won't remember you to that same extent. And so if you do that, it embarrasses them. So I try to play it down sometimes and say, well, you know, I think maybe we met, but I know exactly where we met, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I and find with that. my name being unusual though, Janice, like, a lot of people do remember me if they've met me, right? Because well, there's only one hair, lady out there in the world. And it's gorgeous. And you have a name right. that stands out. That's right. That's true. <laughs> so I, I would love to know about your new book because I know it's not out yet. When is it? Is it like got a date? It's close, a couple okay. of weeks. Okay. So there's oh, a lot of exciting things happening. Absolutely. So, yeah, so many people, I, I do a lot of networking, as you said, and you have, you have too. And I found that so many people in this day and age don't know how to network. Like they do so many things wrong. They just come in into it with the wrong mentality, with the wrong attitude and the wrong expectations. Mm -hmm. So I, I wrote the book with all of my experience, we actually quote a lot of my re folks that are in my networking group. I have quotes from them in there, their takes on, you know, in-person networking versus uh, virtual networking in the new world that we are now networking, yeah. talking about ways to not just network, right? But how to build relationships. Because I know you said it before, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And the reason why people come to people like you and I is because you said they trust us right. and they know that we will make a good decision in our referral. But it even goes deeper because you can take it one step further into partnerships, right? Whether it's power partners, referral partners, and joint ventures. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that the world has taught me today is these joint ventures out there in the world are just a new way of doing business and, and sometimes they're with your biggest competitor. You right. can do amazing right? things. Yeah. Yes, collaboration. Yeah, so, so that's actually interesting because um, I just uh, made a, I mean, I'm on one of those kind of uh, ongoing chats on LinkedIn with a group of uh, LinkedIn trainers. And I'm always curious, do I connect with them and have them as first level connections or not? Are they my competitors? I certainly can learn from them. There's people that have different specialties and things like that and know more about say content than, than messaging or whatever, or they're always up on the newest um, uh, thing that's happening on LinkedIn and I might not be. 
But I always wonder about that. How do you view, is it how you view the world? Do you view people as competitors or do you view them as collaborators or whatever? Yeah, and I struggled with that too in the beginning of my networking days because at first you feel like, an angst in your heart. Like, do I want them to know all my secrets? Do I want to them to be stalking me? Right. But over time and, and working with business coaches, my mindset has changed and I truly believe and live in the world of abundance. Right. I believe that there is enough business for everyone. And I believe that working with folks that are in your same field, as you said, you can learn from each other. You know, I'm actually working right now with one of my clients and her biggest competition is being her mentor right now. So she didn't look at it as like, oh my gosh, that person's doing exactly what I do. Maybe I shouldn't talk to them. She did the opposite. She went, hey, you're successful. You've already been doing this for five years. Would you mind mentoring me? And then in the end, they're actually now collaborating on a project so that her clients become the mentors clients and she doesn't have to reinvent the wheel she can funnel them right into her project so yeah you just have to look at it as a bigger picture the world is huge and just because you know you think they have it cornered because they've been doing it longer or they're in a certain area it's amazing when you start looking at how large this world is and there is plenty of business for every single one of us i agree i agree and i think that the other piece to that is and i'm sure that you talk to people about this too in your passionpreneur coaching is that uh, we can't be everything to everybody and our personality isn't going to fit everybody's and our style of teaching or whatever it is, coaching is not the same for everybody. So it has to be a fit on both sides. And, uh, and that helps the, the trust factor as well, of course. Right. So of course, if it's not me, you're going to work with, I would love to suggest that you take a look at so-and-so who has a different style, a different way of teaching as I do. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so your book, The Lunch Date, Why Skipping Lunch is Hazardous to Your, to your Wealth. So give me a couple of tidbits from it to um, entice our listeners to want to sign up and buy it. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a roadmap to networking, collaborations, and joint ventures. That's really what it is. It's going to give you the best practices. It's going to give you why you should not be eating alone ever. Like you should be either taking your competitor out to lunch or even on a Zoom, right? Nowadays, we can do it on Zoom. You, you should be taking a client out to lunch and you should be picking the brains of people all the time. And you just, I can't tell you how many times I've had a virtual coffee in the last month and I go into it with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. And I leave that call going, oh my gosh, like the energy, the, the ideas, the brainstorming, like it was amazing. And if I had a small mentality, about my competitors or somebody doing something similar and I, and I avoided that conversation, I would be missing out. So yeah, the, the book is all about networking in person and virtually and why to do it, how to do it and best practices. And like I said, from some of the great leaders in the industry, um, tips are in there. I just it interviewed some amazing people on how they have improved their, their, their business. They make more money now because of networking. And, and like I said, a lot of the millennials that are coming out, they're being told in college, go to a networking group, go networking. You know, they are even told to make business cards now, right. To, to promote themselves, right. You're not just selling your business, you're selling yourself. And so this is going to be a really great roadmap to give to someone who 
is currently networking that maybe wants to up their game a little bit or for a newbie that says, I don't have no idea even how to start. I can't open my mouth and talk to people or how do I do my 30 seconds? You know, how do I introduce myself? Because you don't want to come across selfish or salesy. And that's, I think the biggest things I see people do, they're very small minded, all about them. And you have to take it from what can I do for you? Absolutely. I I couldn't agree with that more. And actually I did some um, uh, volunteer work at one of the universities here at their business, uh, uh, business faculty networking event. They had all these business students there and they had business people in there to network with. And it was fascinating because we have a huge um, English as a second language uh, population here in Vancouver. And there were a lot of people that um, the students who were very uncomfortable speaking in a group, knowing what to say, being very, you know, cautious about what they say as well. But it was interesting because they didn't know how to network at all. You know, they'd made it through five, six years of university getting their MBAs and they still didn't know how to talk to people because it's a forgotten art. It really is. And uh, pick up the phone to talk to someone, forget it, right? That doesn't happen. So anyway, I find it fascinating. Um, So the one habit for entrepreneurs, tell me about that a little bit. I know that's a compilation book and everybody, so was um, everybody in the book give one habit? Is that what it is? Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So we actually give one habit and then one unhabit. Oh, okay. All right. Tell so the way the book is structured is not like a don't start reading it from the end, beginning to the end. The way is you literally just open up to a chapter, you mm-hmm. read it, and then you decide if that's a habit that you can implement. If not, you move on to another habit. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, my habit, I'll give you mine if you don't mind. No, I want to. <laughs> so, yeah. So my habit is to touch your business every day. One of the things that I have learned the hard way is a lot of times people will do these 30 or 60 or 90 day sprints and work really hard on their business. Then they get exhausted and they take a bunch of time off. And then all of the work that they did is getting undone and they lose momentum. Mm -hmm. So a long time ago, one of my mentors had a little pen in her hand and she literally would say, touch your business every day, touch your business every day. And that is the truth. I mean, it doesn't mean Saturdays and Sundays, obviously five business days, Oh, you know, five days a week. But if you do that every day and are consistent, you will see results versus going gangbusters and then putting the brakes on. Well, as I mentioned before we went on air, I was having some technical difficulties and uh, with uh, my recording uh, and people couldn't hear it. And all I could think of was my momentum gets stopped if my weekly podcast isn't out there, right? And so I know exactly what you're talking about. You have to be visible and you have to be consistent in whatever you're doing as a small business owner or entrepreneur today, for sure. There's so much noise out there, you know, and uh, I think that's a great habit to, um, to share for sure. Um, so you also, as I understand, you did, um, you are the queen of events, and uh, you, you're currently doing one that I'm going to be involved in. This may or may not air before it happens, but I'm really excited about it because um, I understand and I could see by the organization. Some events 
are not that organized. Others are, and they're all, you know, ahead of the game and doing, yours seems to be really organized. I'm quite excited about it. So how did you get into doing events? Because it's, a, I've done them and it's exhausting. <laughs> so uh, you can already tell, I, I have a lot of energy, number yeah. one, but um, I love putting on in-person events, right? I run a networking group where we do 10 to 15 in-person events per month. And then we would do like three big expos in person a year. And then we put on one big summit a year, all in person. And of course, as we know, everything has changed to virtuals. Mm -hmm. So I put on my very per first um, big summit back in August of 2020. It's called the Passionpreneur Summit. I had 34 speakers from around the world and 1,200 attendees. And we delivered massive content and, and amazing. I mean, the results were incredible. From that, though, people, like you said, saw the difference between back in August, between my events and others and said to me, oh, can you, can I hire you to run mine from behind the scenes? And that's literally how that business got started. So now I'm doing like, I did the holistic chamber of commerce last week. I've done some direct sale, big summits that had their all day conferences. They had to cancel those. So we did those virtually. And I've done small things like we did a holiday craft show in December where all the crafters that handmade items were able to come together virtually and sell their goods and make sales. Oh, I so love it. I know you're a crafter too, right? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Me so I was excited to be able to serve those, you know, those crafters in my way that I yes. do it. Yes. But I, I love events and small business. So the event that's coming up that may, like you said, may or may not, we are going to try to do that hopefully every couple of months virtually because it serves such a greater purpose. It brings together networking exhibitors and speakers to train. And it's just a great opportunity like from around the world, right? Where can mm. we do that? I couldn't fly all you guys into Baltimore. That would exactly. be just expensive. Yeah. Now we can provide massive value virtually and serve a, a larger audience. And it is going to be an international event because we've got people from Canada, UK, the United States. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm, I know. I'm really excited. So that brings me though to another point that I can see is probably the key to um to the success of your events and i know that you train on this as well and that is systems being organized and having systems and um i guess technology is a huge part of that so what's the best tool that you have or the best system that you use that you wouldn't live without so that's a hard question because I have quite a few of them, mm -hmm. but I would say right now Trello is the one that I'm teaching my clients to start mm -hmm. to learn. Trello is free and it has such a, a diverse amount of use cases. So, you know, whether you're brainstorming ideas for a summit, mm -hmm. whether you're laying out, I use it to onboard my challenge funnel clients so that they can drop all of their information on all the different days of what they're going to present. Um, and as well as I also, I also teach on what's called the digital business binder. And that is actually all done in Trello so that you have, for instance, Janice, when you said, Hey, I need a headshot, a bio and this, I was able to go into my Trello board and I knew exactly where everything was. And I could either send you a link or I could forward it to you. I didn't have to search through Google docs, OneDrive, you know, Dropbox and my emails to find the data you wanted for me. So Trello is, is an amazing, um, just platform. I use it with my virtual assistant. So I drop projects in there. She knows what she needs to do if I find content. Today, I actually found a couple of articles that I want to research for a project I'm on. I was able to email those articles and they landed right in my Trello email uh, board for things I want to read. Like it just simplifies your life. 
So is it like a project manager tool or does it have um, uh, a calendar associated with it? Does it have other things as well? It's really robust. So yes, there is a calendar. You can do due dates. You can schedule out social media, but it's really, so the way I, this is how I explain Trello. Cause if people have never heard of it, think of your whiteboard, right? Everybody has a big giant whiteboard behind their desk. Yeah. Then think of taking sticky notes and you put a, you put seven or 10 or 12 sticky notes across the top, right? All the things that, that you need to build list upon. Then below each one of those let's say we'll call them purple sticky notes. Yeah. You have blue sticky notes and those are cards. So the Trello board is the whiteboard. The uh, sticky notes going across the top are your list. Yeah. And then the green or blue sticky notes underneath are your cards and those are your items. Mm -hmm. But you can drop and drag, reorganize, mm -hmm. create checklists, put due dates. You can literally link to a Trello or link to another Trello board, link to a Dropbox, link to, link to OneDrive. You can upload images. It is... It's just so customizable and you can start for free. And I actually still use the free version and I have for five years. So okay, you don't cool. need to pay for all the bells and whistles. We um, were talking about that when you do that uh, binder workshop that I know is coming. Yeah, it's actually the, the digital business binder workshop is in, it's all done in Trello. I actually show you how to use Trello. And I also show you how to set up all the different categories that you need in a digital business binder. I mean, think about the old days, right? You'd have a book with all of your yes. courses, yeah. you bought all the products you have, your EIN, your LLCs, your yeah. hex codes, your, your, now, then you go on vacation and somebody says, oh, I want you to speak. And you're like, oh, that's sitting at home on my notebook. I, I don't know what that is. Now you just, Trello goes with you on your phone, your tablet, your, on somebody else's computer. You just log in and you can send data from anywhere. So yes, the digital business binder just helps you get your life in order. And Trello is the format or the platform that I use to host my digital business binder in. And um, yeah, I can't live without Trello. I, and I, my, my coaching academies hate, hate me because every day I'll be like, oh, we're going to do this in Trello. And they're like, oh, I got to learn Trello. I'm like, yes, you need to learn Trello. It's free and it will change your life. You will be, it's, it's like anything else, like creating a habit, like the one habit, right? Yeah. Create the habit is you got to think, oh, I just bought this course today. I did this today. I just bought something today. Yeah. And, I, and in the old day, it would get lost in my email because it would come through with the password. Here's how you get yeah. into your thing you bought and yeah. you lose it. I'm going, and to you forgot you buy it. I'm going to ask you about that later. <laughs> yeah. And you forget you bought it and you can't remember how to log in. So I know immediately I take that email. I forward it to my Trello board under products I just bought and all of my contact, the, lo the website, the yeah. login and the username are right there. And wow. then again, you get in the habit of looking at your Trello board to see, oh, I have some time today. Can I dig into that course I bought, that product I bought, that service I bought? Okay. So it's web-based, obviously. 100% web-based, yeah. Okay. Um, so when you are, when you are at, back in the day, when you were at in-person networking events, <laughs> you can't do it so easily on, um, on Zoom, but you can do it in breakout rooms. Do you ever find that you, do you ever find yourself wanting to coach someone who's giving the worst intro ever? Or like, do you ever find that? Cause you want to help them. And if so, what do you do? Nothing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I cringe. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, it's not just sometimes the 30 second, what they're saying. Sometimes yeah. it's the way they look or yeah. they're lighting or they're in their pajamas and they're laying yeah. in their bed with their hand up. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like you want me to do business with you? Yeah. Right. I mean, if, if and, and, and 
I, I really, that's the thing is, is coaching them around the whole image. Just because we're home doesn't mean that we look like we're in bed. And yeah, you know, we have that, to remember not to get up. Right. Now that's still the truth. Yeah. People oh. would laugh if they saw what, what, yeah, <laughs> what was below the waist, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know it's too funny anyway. Um, but yes, there's times when I just want to help someone because especially, and I don't know, do you work with network marketers at all? I do. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because I'm a network marketer. Um, my send out cards business is network marketing and I, you know, I've been around it for years and it, you can always tell in a networking situation where somebody's a new network marketer uh, and, you know, it's their first go round at it and they've got, you know, product itis in their, in their thing and they don't really say anything about what they can do to help you it's all about we have scientists that did this that and the other thing and I just want to I, I want to say something I wouldn't do it in front of everybody but I might want to reach out after and and say would you be open to some you know a little bit of training on it because it gives me and other network marketers a bad name you know because here's well, another network agreed yeah. yeah I agree 100 percent and I think you said to do the right thing, reach out privately, yeah. say, are you open to a little bit of coaching? And, you know, especially if they look at your background and how long you've been networking, Janice, like it's, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't I want this expert to help me? Cause yes. And it's so funny you say that. Cause I actually, I run a networking group, as I said, and yes. I was reading, I have 4.9% or 4.9 Google reviews. And I read the one that was a three instead of a five. Yeah. And yeah. do you know what they complained about? They yeah. complained about at the in-person event, Somebody in direct sales, several people, I should say, in my group, trying to sell them as a guest, not on being an MBX member, but no. on their product or service, tricking them into, oh, come meet with me after the meeting and I will show you or I'll learn about you. But instead, yeah. you know what they did? They whipped out an application and said, come join my business. And that's a huge turnoff. Of course. It and is. that person was very upset and I get it. And so I do train. That's one of the things why I wrote the book what not to do at a one-to-one -one meeting. Like that is so, oh my gosh. And it's happened to me. I'm sure this has happened to you, Janice. Oh, yeah. You hop on a Zoom and the first thing is they're like, oh, can you share, can I share screen with you? And then they go into their PowerPoint presentation yeah. of this brand new MLM or this brand new. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. First of all, like you didn't ask me permission to try to sell me something. And number two, like, how do you know I don't already have that? And the person that did that to me, I actually already had have a customer uh, you know, relationship with somebody yeah. who did that. So like they didn't even qualify me to hear their presentation. So yeah, the newbies, we need to help them, coach them yeah. because we want to make sure that people aren't ditching, you know, networking groups that have a ton of value because of one or two folks that are not really understanding what networking is about. It's mm -hmm. not about sales at all. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm, we're in the same, you know, we're in the same boat on that. So I totally understand it. So, um, you, you had another business before you got into entrepreneur, into uh, the virtual business or the networking business, right? You had, a, I think it was a, a resale shop for kids clothes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did, did a kids consignment pop-up yeah. sale for 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Did you do that out of, uh, I, I'm just curious because I would think that it might have then brought people to your other business, to your next business, because it was about moms, you know, using their time and, and getting to know the moms that bring you the, the kids clothes um, on a regular basis and things like that. So did, did any of that go into the new business? And how did you even get into that in the first place? 
Okay. So the reason I got into that business, believe it or not, is I actually used to work in corporate America. You know, I had a six figure job and I was pregnant with my daughter and due to deliver in 12 weeks. And it was in the real estate industry. And I, I was head of a department and they got, a, they called me and basically said that they were eliminating my position and that if I wanted to go back into the sales to sell new construction again, I could, but you know, this was back, oh my gosh, 2006. So, you know, like the real estate market was taking a huge turn. And so my daughter was due January 1st, 2007, but uh, anyway, they laid me off and I needed something to do. I was who's going to hire a woman that's 12 weeks from delivering a baby, right? right. Seriously, let's just be honest. Yeah. And so I, you know, I didn't do a whole lot. And then it, it came to me one day that, you know, I really wanted to do something again, using my skills, which is, you know, business. Right. And I'd had, I'd had other businesses, but this one, I was like, so I started it from scratch and my mom was my business partner. And we started with one event, went to eight events a year and I sold it in 2018. Wow. But like you said, I built a lot of great relationships mm. and I didn't even know to this day how they would serve me because like you said, sure. those were moms yeah. and now my business is sales professionals, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. So a little yeah. bit different avatar there, but some of those moms are in direct sales. Some of those moms are now coaches. Some of those moms have husbands that are in sure. business. Mm -hmm. And so those 11 years of building these relationships, I can tell you some of the amazing people that are still in my life and they love to see where I have taken my, my life, you know, and, sure. but the, the, what I learned through the consignment business, because I was the solopreneur, had to do it all. You know, I did everything. I was the sales, the marketing, the ad designer, the Facebook ads, you know, the everything. I literally set the racks up. I took the racks down and we were a pop-up shop. So we were only open eight times for a week, eight weeks out of the year in four different locations. We would take an empty Walmart or an empty big store and we'd go in and pop up the racks. That's why it's called pop-up. Yeah. Everybody would bring their stuff using an online tagging system because I love tech. And then, and then we would sell, I mean, we would sell 30 to $50,000 in merchandise in three days. And, and then I, they'd come pick up. I was envisioning sell. a store like a, yeah, a, no, a store. yeah. Way oh. different than a store, but um, people loved it. Actually, it's so funny you say that. Someone reached out to me today and said, oh, you're going to do sales again. And I'm like, oh, I sold it in 2018, but they still know who I am. I was the, you know, we cycle mark queen, yeah. but I learned a lot about business do's and don'ts mm -hmm. because I tried to run it by myself. Mm -hmm. And I think today that's where now I'm surrounding myself with a team, mm -hmm. right? With people, my dream team of people that can help take my business, my networking group nationally and internationally, as you said, mm -hmm. we're actually going to be international. Mm -hmm. My coach is like, all you have to do is get a couple of Can Canadian locations and you're international mm -hmm. baby. And I'm like, right. I know I have a lot of contacts in Canada now, thanks to networking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm in Vancouver. That's one hub. I'm guessing Toronto and Vancouver would be the best uh, hubs, but maybe not. Who knows? Calgary's big too, right? You just never know. Um, but anyway, interesting and exciting. And um, I know that uh, a couple of my go-to questions you probably don't even have time for. But what I do want to ask you is... Um, my favorite question is my favorite word. My favorite word is curiosity. And I can tell, of course, that you're a curious person because you are a doer. And usually that's the kind of person that is. And also you're a networker. But 
what would you say you're most curious about? And then there's a part two, but I'll let you answer that first. Okay. What am I most curious about? For me, I would say I'm always curious about the latest and greatest tech and tools that save people time and money. And that's what I become known for now. People come to me, what are you using for this, Blaney? What are you using for that? How are you automating it? How are you systemizing it? So I'm always curious. I'm always researching new systems and tools. I practice on me first yes. before I get it, give it to the world. Like for instance, Janice, the, the expo, we're using a brand new platform for that. It's not Zoom and Facebook, That's right. but I'm doing it on me first because if there's going to be any tech glitches, sure. I know I can handle them. So you then would say you're an early adopter. Very much so. Yes. Yeah, not me. I tried. I tried to get onto Clubhouse and figure it out. And I figured out the basics, but it's really not for me right now. I'm not interested. It's just weird. I don't know. Like, what are you, how I'm are you, not interested in Clubhouse either, though, because that's just a shiny object. And I've got yeah. way too many things on my plate that are going to make, you know, move my business. Yeah. I'm not saying I won't ever do it, no, but no, here. I, it's a shiny object and I'm not ready for that yet. I've got enough. I've got to get through this expo. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and I, I will say that um, I, you know, when you talk about being that that lone ranger, I feel as though I am still but I'm feeling like there's change coming. Like I sort of know that now is the time I'm feeling that I have to start looking at the next phase because I can't keep doing it all myself. Stuff doesn't get done, right? So I think there's a natural time, but it's also about finding people and things that you trust and that you don't, that you want to let go of. So I'm very interested in furthering discussions with you because I know I can learn a lot. So the second part of the question is, um, do you think that curiosity is innate or a learned skill? I, I think it's innate. I think, you know, it's something you, it's either you are or you're not. I mean, some people just don't, it doesn't even cross their mind to be curious about things. They just, just do it, you know, and other folks like myself, I always, I guess I've always been that way. That's why I'm always open to new suggestions. I'm always open to learning from coaches and business folks. I always have an open mind because I am curious what, what would happen if I did something this way? What if I found a tool that made my life so much easier? Yeah. Good answer. I mean, I get both sides of the coin, but I'm just fascinated to to ask it because curiosity is an interesting topic. And, and I have a granddaughter who's 20 months old and I watch her curiosity and, you know, she's just, because I think kids have that natural curiosity and mm -hmm. um, maybe I'm still not sure. Maybe some are just more than others, but, or maybe it's sort of knocked out of them somewhere in school. I don't know. So it's another whole topic, but but I appreciate you giving me your take on it. And I know your time is valuable. So I'm going to wrap up here by asking you one last question. And that is, what would the one piece of advice that you would give to share with my audience that has helped you the most in business? It might be something we've just talked about. I don't know, but I just, yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would say two things. Number one is beware of shiny objects. Yes. I, because of my curiosity, yeah. I tend to love shiny objects and you, you know, it's just part of who I am, mm -hmm. but I've learned to be able to control and ask myself a couple of questions. And number one is if I buy it or learn it, will I use it now today? 
Can I implement whatever I, that is into my business now? If not, it goes on my Trello board in my wish list <laughs> to learn later because I don't want to forget about it. I thought it was valuable because I looked into it, but I'm not going to put out an investment. You know, I see so many people invest in all these things. Oh, it's early adopter price, right? Oh, it's a great deal. I'll get lifetime access. They buy it then they, or they pay on it monthly and they never touch it. I'd rather pay more later when I'm ready for it. And then this, yeah, does that, I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. totally. And then lastly is, I think the biggest thing is to, to be really successful, you need to surround yourself with a dream team, right? You cannot be a solopreneur all your life and get where you need to go. And it's really hard for those of us that are independent and driven like myself to delegate, to mm -hmm. trust. And like you said, to find good help, mm -hmm. because how am I going to take my 15 events that I did in Maryland for the last four years and then say, okay, now Janice, you're in Canada. You're going to open a, a division up there. I've got to trust that you're going to do what needs to be done to keep my reputation, my name, and to keep everything similar. So I'm going to have to put a lot of trust, but that also means systems, right? That's that means right. getting the systems in place to train you and yeah. onboard you. So when you're ready to scale, definitely don't be afraid of making an investment in people because it will be the best investment you'll ever make. I think that's a great note to end on. And I totally appreciate your time and your wisdom with, uh, with my audience. So thank you again for being my guest. And uh, I have your information that I will put in the show notes. Uh, just tell me the, the best place. The best place for people to find you is, um, is it MBX? mbxevents.com is probably yeah. the best way you can reach me through there. Absolutely. Or if honestly, I'm the only Blaine ETL out there, so you can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say LinkedIn as well. And, uh, um, and thank you to my audience for listening and for being there and being supportive. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review and let us know um, what your thoughts were. And thank you again for listening and stay connected. Be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.